Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good morning. Man, how you doing this morning? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm still trying to wake up a little bit. I appreciate the coffee IV that you've provided me with this morning. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Man, it's so good to see you back. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate uh, Timothy filling in for me. But oh, he did a great job. Yeah, that I, I, he did a fantastic job, and I was uh, eager to give him a shot at it. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back in the saddle. You so. know, a lot of our episodes are, are downloaded... Um, um, not necessarily like the week that they come out. A lot right. of people will do like, you know, bunches where they catch up. Right. And traditionally, and this is no slight to Tim, but when Tim's episodes uh, go up, I think because a lot of, you know, a lot of people tune in specifically for you. Uh, That's epi- ridiculous, by his, the way. Well, I mean, I think it's true. <laughs> uh, his episodes are, are not necessarily the the ones that are, are the quickest to download. Yeah. But this last past week, man, we had a lot of traffic. He brought the heat. A lot of people coming through. He uh, brought the heat. During the quick fire with the questions, the uh, we were talking about exotic animals, and a peacock came up, and we started talking wow. about peacocks as pets. Wow! And uh, we uh, we got some great listener feedback, <laughs> and uh, we saw. Um, oh man, I want to make sure I'm giving credit where credit is due because this was out on the Twitter. It was a listener. John Anderson sent in a Photoshop of a uh, of a dog. Wow! <laughs> the wow. peacocker spaniel. A peacocker spaniel. Is that not great? There it is. <laughs> so thanks for that. We love out of that. control. <laughs> great episode. Loved having Tim on. Uh, got a great response. Always love when he's here. But man, I am really yeah. excited that you're back in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks. I was spending some um, much needed time with my mom and dad down in uh, South Alabama, or as they call it, the L.A., the Lower Alabama. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's great. Good to be back there. Well, good. Well, you know, one thing that you also missed uh, just you know from being busy with the shop and everything else yeah. was two weeks ago we had the jackson pipe club meeting that's right and man, man i hated to miss that too dude, i heard it was fantastic it yeah. was so much fun we yeah. had it at uh georgetown or george street old, I, old tavern at george street that's right yeah i get the i get the name all, all it, messed it up. used to just be george street and they've this is like their 18th iteration but yeah it's a great spot we had a wonderful time that's downtown jackson is where that location is the entire top floor was rented out for us to be able yeah. to, to smoke in and yeah. uh, have some good food and some beer and and just good conversation uh, there was a raffle to uh, yeah. to win a pipe. That was a beautiful pipe that I did not win. But uh. <laughs> the funny thing about that, uh, our our good friend and uh, buddy at the shop, Ron Dill, who's from Mount Olive, Mississippi, uh, or the Olive, affectionately, he uh, he was joking with me all day that day before I left town about how he's going to try to rig the system to win that pipe. <laughs> And then he won the pipe. Oh, man. And I was like, shenanigans. <laughs> Something's going on here. It's like, dude, I promise I really didn't do anything. I was kidding. Oh, man, that's great. I wish uh, I wish I had known that beforehand. We you could given... give him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was but... a beautiful Eric Nording uh, burgundy grain pipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was some little exposed plateau on the top. Real pretty pipe. Yeah. Oh, man. It was. It really was gorgeous. But we had a great time. Special thanks to, to Jason Yarbrough. Yeah. Man, thank you, Jason, for doing such a great job on that. You, man, we've, and we've got so many compliments on how that was all orchestrated and everything and um we're just we're, we're so fortunate in the jackson area to have uh just and, and the central mississippi we've got folks from all over the the state but just to have people that really want to invest in you know kind of the um you know the 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 pipe society so it's great yeah, yeah. oh yeah Jason's really leading the charge there too. He's, yeah. he's done some great work with the with the pipe club. Yeah. Well, and pipe smokers are all about community. I mean, they typically we we typically are. I mean, uh, we've got some folks. You know, they'll order their pipes and they'll sit in front of their computer and play World of Warcraft. But most of us are. Uh, no offense, Bo. No offense. <laughs> but when we're talking about pipes and smoking our pipes, we're we're generally community. We want to we want to encourage that. <laughs> 
Well, I'm really excited, man. We've got a fun topic today. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, of course, you're listening to CSR, but today we're CSR. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we've mentioned before... It's probably going to happen a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to tone it back as best we can. But uh, we mentioned before that we've wanted to do a, a pirate episode. Yeah. And, uh, one of the reasons, you know, uh, several episodes ago, we mentioned uh, a pirate ship or an excavation of a, of a pirate location, a pirate port, rather. Right. Where they uncovered just this massive amounts of pipes. Grove, yeah. And there, you know, it's funny because there are a lot of misconceptions that we have about who pirates were and what piracy is and, and what the golden age of piracy really was all about. And right. We, we, you know, because of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Treasure Island and all these different things, we kind of have this preconceived notion of what is a pirate. Right. And uh, even kind of this romanticized type thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that, uh, you know, if we put it in historical context, we can see that, you know, Pirates were big pipe smokers. Right. And uh, in fact, most seafaring types were big pipe smokers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to stay warm out there when you were below deck. You had to be careful, but you could light up. <laughs> and, uh, and there was a fine. I, I was as I was doing some research for this episode, you know, they would there would be pretty severe punishment for, you know, pirates that would go below deck with their pipe lit and exactly. uncovered. You know, they had to have their pipe covered under. I mean, you could imagine you're in the middle of the ocean like things could get bad quick if you set some, you know, flaxseed on fire or whatever under the deck <laughs> yeah not to mention the uh the cannon fire right yeah, <laughs> yeah. That too. so we just kind of wanted to take a, the opportunity to, to talk about it a little bit when you think of pirates yep you think of buried treasure right yeah and you think of gold yeah pirates are after gold and silver that's right no that's not right what are they they're after tobacco booze <laughs> and beautiful women <laughs> well see that's the thing thanks to uh thanks to the pirates of the caribbean they're actually you know that that concept that pirates were just after gold has been broadened a little bit right but only to the extent that they were right. also after rum right or, or and fa- women right absolutely <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that pirates were actually they were hitting up these cargo ships they were heading back between europe and the new world and they were mostly after food, tobacco, yeah. uh, fine products, soaps. And actually, the biggest haul wasn't necessarily gold and silver or, or any of those things. It was actually medical products. Yeah, you know, I, I had heard that. And a lot of that, I think, was due to the incredible amount of disease that they incurred. And so, you know, so much of their livelihood, they really just struck out to, you know, to pirate, basically, in order to uh, make a living. You yeah. Know? And, and so part of that, obviously, when you're, you know, trying to provide for yourself is to be healthy and to stay alive. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, other than, uh, you know, just finding booty or whatever. But <laughs> um, yeah, medical supplies just so they could, you know, uh, treat the diseases that they had. Absolutely. Plus, it went for a pretty penny on the black market as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of the pirates that were pirates were there because of, you know, it wasn't necessarily a... a uh, a luxury life living on a ship. Right. And so when the pirates actually came in and they, they you know, keel-hauled your ship, that's not the correct use of that word. <laughs> I think it is now. <laughs> <laughs> when they came in and they uh, attacked the ship and, and plundered it, they would often offer the crew a choice. Hey, you can die or you can become a pirate. Hmm. And, you know, it's like cake or death, cake or death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll choose cake. Cake. <laughs> um, but a lot of those, you know, it was actually a preferable choice when you considered that a lot of these... Uh, you know, sailors who were sailing for the king or, or right. you know, for uh, their particular country or government, you know, they were they had very, very low wages. It really wasn't that nice of a, a, of right. a lifestyle. Right. And so the idea is like, hey, you've got this kind of crummy lifestyle. You could be on this crummy lifestyle, but get like an even portion of whatever the, you know, whatever the pay is. That's right. You get the same as everybody on the ship. Right. And you get a say on the ship. There, there was almost a... a 
uh, you know, kind of a, an early form a strange of strange sense of some type of democracy. Yeah, uh, there almost. really was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, you know, you hear this thing like uh, the cap. Every, every man is a king on his own ship, right? And it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, but even even the the captains themselves can be you know you know voted off. Well, so yeah. Speak. I mean, m- mutiny is a real thing, right? Oh, big time, <laughs> big time. And so even even somebody who was just on for you know, let's say that you came on over to my pirate ship and my my crew isn't too happy with me. You're a charismatic guy. You can right. off me, become the captain of my pirate ship like within a week if you wanted to. Man, I'm getting ideas already. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, uh, your captain's chair there is looking pretty nice, Bo. Potisteri is about to get... Uh, <laughs> there's a mutiny. Hijacked. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's out of control. But tobacco, uh, definitely something that uh, many sailors kind of saw as a pleasure to, yeah. uh, to remind themselves of how, how, light, or how good life can be. Not just when they were on the ship, but really often when they came into port. Yeah, it, it, I think that uh, that ship, the wreckage they found, where they found all those pipes we discussed earlier, might have been in Belize. I can't exactly remember where that where that was, but that about right. they said. Uh, I mean, it was like a huge, huge, uh, you know, find as far as just artifacts in general. But then they said like thirty eight percent of that uh, artifact trove they found associated with that wreck. Uh, were were pipes, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's incredible. Like those guys were smoking all the time. Yeah, big yeah. time. It, it, was, it was really interesting to me. I, they also too, you know, they would get this pipe tobacco, and um, you know, eventually, you know, obviously pirates had a very difficult life, and so a lot of times they would starve or you know just go really hungry, and so they would chew on their pipe tobacco too, just to give them uh, some nicotine to kind of uh, kind of curb their hunger a little bit, and then also uh, just have something to just have something to gnaw on when they were starving. You know, it is really interesting. Yeah, it, it, just thinking about the fact that you know you're transporting tobacco, which is generally a dried leaf, right, over water. For right. such a large period of time, right. I, know. I know. I mean, there's. It seems like there's a lot of. Uh, you, you need to have some good insurance. That's right. <laughs> on it, because if the pirates don't get it, then it could, you know, pretty easily go bad. Yeah. Right. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but back then, the tra- the primary transport of pipes was it? Or pipes, not pipes. Tobacco. Tobacco was it tin or were it was it was it in like wood barrels? Oh, it would have been in bulk, uh, obviously, but yeah, I'm not sure if it was wooden barrels or if they kind of bailed it like hay. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine they kind of bailed it like hay, almost like you would see like a stack of uh, newspapers tied up or something like that, kind of. Right. I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you, but um, that would be my thought. Man, that'd be pretty cool. Like yeah. going, going below deck and opening up the door, just having that whiff of all these little pipe tobacco. Oh, Fantastic. Would have been beautiful. Would have been beautiful. Pipe tobacco comes up in a lot of uh, different forms. You know, we might hear stories of a particular pirate who enjoyed uh, pipe tobacco. Yeah. But you hear it a lot, too, in uh, sea shanties. And sea shanties were songs that were generally sung by the crews of these ships as they were, you know, making the ship ready for uh, for sale okay. or while while working aboard deck. Yeah. And the idea was to kind of keep keep a rhythm going, keep everybody on the same task. Right. You know? uh, we mentioned that on especially pirate ships, there was a sense of freedom that you were there by, well, somewhat by choice. Yeah. When, when the other choice right. was death. <laughs> right. But uh, but many pirates were there by choice, given the life that they had before. And, you know, they have a say in what goes on with the ship to some extent. Right. I mean, ultimately, it does go fall to the captain, but they definitely have a say in who the captain's going to be. Right. So in order to take all of these individuals with this individual mindset and have them working on a, a singular task, sea shanties were a common practice. And that's not necessarily even something that was unique to pirates. I mean, that was something that was unique to, you know, any sailor sure. during that, that time. And I, I looked into it because there's one sea shanty that I actually... <laughs> 
Sea shanties is kind of something I like to listen to when I'm when I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's it's Gregarian chants and sea shanties are like <laughs> two things that I can really like focus on whatever I'm doing and have that as background That's noise. Hilarious. I don't know why, uh, but there's one that I really really love, which is uh, All for Me Grog. Oh yeah, are you familiar with that one? I, I I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, All for Me Grog, All for Me Beer and Tobacco. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's funny because I'll sing that around the house every once in a while, and then my wife will like get it stuck in her head. Wow. And my wife impersonating me, impersonating sea shanties, right? It's like she's and she's Midwestern, y'all. So I've been like, it's like it's All for Me Beer and Tobacco. <laughs> she's gonna hear that, and I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> That's great. But it's uh it's it's great. I but I love that song. And you see, you know, tobacco pop up in these sea shanties from time to time. Okay. Sea shanties were actually, you know, it was a practice though common amongst many ships was actually taken from the new world. I mean, the history of where this practice came from really looks to the, you know, enslaved African Americans right. uh, from That's the right. new world who were singing while they were in the field, singing while they were, you know, doing their chores, singing Mm -hmm. while they were, you know, doing whatever it was they were doing, especially Mm -hmm. gospel hymns Mm -hmm. at the time. And it was a practice that as, you know, you know, something like the cotton was coming in to the ship, right. The songs were being heard and the practice was being observed and then taken aboard the ship. It was almost like infectious. Yeah. Yeah, And then passed, you know, from, from port to port Mm -hmm. and became a a huge thing. So really, really interesting uh, Mm -hmm. to see kind of how that evolved. And sea shanties aren't the only thing. There's, there's a lot of common, uh, a pirate and a, shall we say, uh, um, legitimate sailor. Yeah. We're really not that different. Like when you stand up next to each other, you know, when you think of pirate, you know, if, if or, or let's, let's just take Cap, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, right. you know, when you take like Norrington, like the, you know, right. British commander, right. And you sit him next to Jack Sparrow, right. You know, they look very different. Sure. You like pick out the pirate, you know, you, you, you can and like, you know, like that, <laughs> but, and all, I mean, they actually would look nothing like one or the other. They would actually be, um, almost like a blending of the two. Yeah. You know, they, they both wear some kind of the same kind of clothes. Kind of haggard. Yeah. yeah, Be very Mm -hmm. haggard from, from the Mm -hmm. weather and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if you were to see a pirate, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that that was a pirate versus, you know, not a pirate. Right. (laughs) So anyway, just, uh, just kind of a a cool thing. Fascinating. We did want to talk about it. It was such a, um, I, you know, piracy is just kind of a interesting, like we said, romantic time period. Of course, we all love the uh, Jack Sparrow stuff and everything. And, um, you know, there's tobacco weaved all through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. If you were to, uh, I was trying to think of if, if let, let's say that CSR was its right. own pirate ship. Okay. Like if this was a pirate ship. I was trying to think of uh, like a good name. What would we call our pirate ship? What would we call the ship? Yeah. I was thinking like the, uh, what, what, there's something that came in, the uh, Southern Tobacconist or something like that. I don't know. It, it, it'd have to be uh, maybe maybe something with Squire, but Squire. I don't know. <laughs> Lady Latakia. Lady Latakia. <laughs> we actually have a Jolly Roger, which is the, uh, you know, the pirate flag. Uh, we've actually got a custom one that we're going to put up on the Facebook page that we made, which is kind of fun. It's great. A uh, lot of great uh, fun pirates out there. Y- are you familiar with uh, Edward Teach? Uh, I'm not. Uh, you you might be by his other name, which is Blackbeard. Oh, 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 there you go. Yeah, Blackbeard is one of the most famous pirates or of, of history anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the most fascinating studies. If, if you ever get the opportunity to look into you know who Edward Teach was and who Blackbeard was, he really, of all the pirates out there, really understood the need 
or, or, or maybe the benefit for theatrics. Yeah. He would even take fuses and put them in his beard and light them on fire. Wow. So that whenever he would intimidate somebody, you know, he'd have this like puff of smoke and like sparks coming from his face. That's beautiful. Because, and he was, while he was a very, you know, uh, big fighter and he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty or bloody, right. Right. he definitely understood the need and the uh, value in theatrics to get your way without having to enter into armed conflict. Yeah. And he actually, because of that, became one of the more successful pirates of his day. Uh, he, he did have a very you know short life, as most pirates did. But right. He was a good showman. Dude, I love, like, Blackbeard is really, you know, all, all pirates are fun. Um, you know, there's female pirates. In fact, one of the most notorious and famous pirates in the Chinese Sea was a woman by the name of Madame Ching, who uh, her husband had created this kind of pirate armada. Yeah. And he passed away and passed on the leadership to her, and she actually expanded upon it and became one of the most like you know powerful wow. pirates in in the entire yeah. like, earth. <laughs> but uh, but that was kind of in her her area. In the she broadened Chinese her thing. broadened her empire big time, big time. But anyway, all right, well, good deal. You know, wanted to talk. A little we had bit to talk about, about pirates. We had to talk about pirates. <laughs> uh, so the biggest when it comes down to it, a lot of the misconceptions about pirates they all come from one place. They really do. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean. It right. dates way before that. And that is a book by the name of Treasure Island. Treasure Island. You've read Treasure Island. You know, I don't think I ever have. What? But we have a tobacco at the Squire called Treasure Island. Well, there you go. And it tastes like rum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it should. It should. Uh, Treasure Island, wonderful book. A classic book. Uh, if you have not read it, I, I can't believe that you haven't read it. We, you know, if I have, it's been, I mean, it was forever. I, I think we were required to read it in high school. I yeah. think it was one of those required readings. Yeah. But it's uh, by Robert Louis Stevenson. Completely and totally the the primary source responsible for the misconception of what pirates are. Right. Uh, but a, a fun book and a classic and a must read. It's really, it's responsible for pirates talking like, Arr! <laughs> like, honestly, that is the source of where that comes from. That's ridiculous. No place in history has a pirate ever said, <laughs> ever Arr! said that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, great book. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Question of the week. We do have a pipe question of the week this week that comes in to us from Garrett Mahan. Uh, he says, Hey, Bo and JD, I have a quick question for the podcast. What should I use to clean and condition the outside of my briar pipes to keep them shiny and attractive? Is there a certain type of oil or wood conditioner that's best for the use? Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Garrett, thanks for writing in again. We love hearing from you, brother. Um, the Kind of the gold standard with that is, uh, of course, this stuff called Carnuba Wax. Um, if you will, you can buy it, you know, honestly, at your local hardware store. I forget, you know, some of the purposes that folks use this for, but um, it's great for pipes. Uh, you know, the idea is you can kind of kind of put some on there, um, you know, even take the ball of wax and kind of just, just rub it along the side, let it sit a little while, and take your really soft cloth and just kind of buff the outside of your pipe. But um, that's kind of the gold standard. They, we do sell pipe polish, you know, that is better, in my opinion, for the stem of your pipe. The stuff we carry at the Country Squire is uh, made by Brebia. It comes in what looks like a little uh, super glue tube or like a toothpaste tube. 
and you just kind of put it on there. I put it on with a toothbrush and kind of swirl it around a little bit, let it sit for maybe five minutes, and then buff it out real good with a with a pipe. Uh, if you've got light oxidation on the stem, that'll help with some of that, although a, a lot of it would be you know best cleaned with like a buffing wheel or even some sandpaper. But, but yeah, the outside of your bowl, uh, you know, the gold standard like that is carnauba wax. Definitely don't put any alcohol-based uh, solutions on there. A lot of times just some water will help. Uh, if you'll just kind of dampen a cloth and kind of, kind of, you know, because a lot of what you're seeing on your pipe there is going to be just uh, smoke and hand oil, right? And so, you know, if you want to just kind of restore some of that shine, just take a, you know, kind of a damp cloth and kind of go over the outside. We do a lot of estate pipes that way. Um, and you can get a lot of the carbon scoring off the top of your bowl uh, just by kind of working it with uh, with some watered, uh, you know, with a watered cloth. So that's great, real helpful. If you have access to a buffing wheel, you know, the great great thing to use. If not, your local tobacconist may have one. We have one in the shop, or you know, you can send it off to a pipe repairman. There's some great ones online. Uh, we have one we have access to that uh, gives us great rates. We've dealt with them for 40 years, and they're just fantastic people and do a really good job. So uh, if you can't do it at home, try to find a pro that, that can help you with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Garrett, for, for writing in. Yeah. And, you know, that actually reminds me, when last week when um, when Tim was here, he brought his pipe, yeah. uh, his father's pipe. Is it the Stanwell? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and beautiful the, pipe. The Vulcanite stem was brown. Right. When we were kind of curious, neither one of us knew, was it possible that that was originally black and just over time? It- yeah, that and that stem was black. It sure was. The okay. um, What happens is the, um, and I mean, they do make some brown stems, but typically what happens on those older pipes, vulcanite is great, and really it's my favorite substance to make a uh, pipe mouthpiece out of because it's so soft on your teeth. It's just real, real tender. Uh, I love it. But a couple things. It's brittle, easy to break. And it will discolor very easy. And the thing about um, vulcanite, it oxidizes. And so you've got eventually over time, you know, this kind of white uh, bubbly looking stuff will kind of rise to the top of the vulcanite. And that's the oxidation there. If it's light oxidation, you know, you can you can polish some of it out or kind of kind of cover it over. But, yeah, all that can be taken care of. Um, you know, Piper Pearman can, you know, get that out real easy. If you throw it on a buffing wheel for a while, um, that can take care of a lot of it. Or if it's a real bad case, a lot of folks will actually soak it in like OxyClean overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can actually take it the next day and use some really fine sandpaper to get some of that off. Um, so just really, you know, there's a lot of different techniques. There's some great YouTube videos out there to kind of show you how to do some of that stuff man oxyclean overnight really can be like a miracle yeah <laughs> it can do a that lot of stuff that wd-40 and duct tape are kind of the 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 golden triangle of how to get through life yeah pipes <laughs> and pop culture all right and a new segment this week is our pipe smoker and pop culture we don't necessarily do this all the time but we had a great recommendation come in which is uh, pertinent to what we were talking about today from the new stars television show, black sales. Uh, there is a character gates it's played by Mark Ryan. He's the quartermaster of the walrus, which is captain Flint's ship. Okay. And, uh, while he is going to negotiate trying to get, uh, people behind captain Flint because his time as captain is being questioned and there's a mutiny on his hands and uh-huh. everything. And he's trying to get some support from other, uh, other captains and, and potential pirates. And uh, he goes out and he's sitting down and, and having uh, having a pipe and discussing the the politics of piracy um, with uh, with a very influential member of, of their local pirate port. Yeah, and it's funny because they've got this 
it's like a, it, I, I wouldn't call it a church warden. It's a long straight stem with kind of a bowl that sticks up, but it, the stem actually goes beyond the bowl. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen those pipes before. I'm actually not familiar with how that developed or what that is. It's, uh, sometimes they almost look even like a little hand holder type yeah. thing. But yeah, I don't. I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we'll have to do something. We we'll have to look into that sometime. Yeah. And, yeah. And see if you have that. any idea, if any listeners, please give us some heads up if you know anything about those pipes. Absolutely. But it, the the crazy thing, it was very you know it was very well carved and kind of had almost this tribalistic look to it. Right. But the tin they were pulling from a tin of tobacco that was you know like very finely packaged and everything because you know it was stolen tobacco. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. But uh, anyway, so really really cool. I've uh, I've seen that first episode of uh, of Black Sales. I gotta say, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah. Honestly, it's it looks like it's trying too hard to be Game of Thrones. Okay, you know, and that's I mean that's what it is. Stars is trying to have their own Game of Thrones, but you know I don't know. I might give it another chance. There's some characters yeah. on there that I think are really compelling. And Game of Thrones has just been so successful that I mean you know you can't blame them for yeah. for for trying to mimic. I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's like here's here's kind of the obligatory you know sex right. scene that's over the top and just crazy yeah. and yeah you know I, I don't know i just we'll see we'll see where it goes i might yeah I, I, one way or the other i can't watch it because we don't we, we, we get everything online and uh <laughs> like game of thrones i'm sure stars is going to lock this thing down so that you can't even see the first season until like three years after it that's airs. right that's right but um anyway if y'all if y'all end up watching that keep us up to date let us know if there's some good uh pipe culture references yep. in there quick, quick fire with, with the squire, squire. Let's knock it out. Uh, just a few of them today. All about tobacco. Would you have a quick bowl on a cold day or a long bowl on a hot day? Wow. I might have to go with a long bowl on a hot day, but I really, I mean, preferably it would be like 75 degrees and then a really long bowl, a front porch, and a glass of coffee and and a good book. That would be it. That, that's, that's what, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's uh, very specific. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Um, I'm going to have to go with the opposite. I think uh, if it's cold outside, like... You want to smoke your pipe. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Even if it's just a quick bowl, I'll take it. Yeah. Vulcanite or lucite? Vulcanite. Man, absolutely. They're more trouble. It's more maintenance. You know, you can put your teeth marks on there and everything, but man, does it smoke so much better. I love... <laughs> and I just think it looks great. Yeah, vulcanite. Uh... I gonna have to say Vulcanite too. Yeah, most of my pipes are Vulcanite, and but I do got, like Lucite. You've got a couple of great Lucite pipes. Yeah, yeah you really do. But I, I, I prefer the Vulcanite. All right, and then uh, a big bowl on a short stem or a small bowl on a long stem. Hmm, big bowl and a short stem. All if right. I had to pick between the two, preferably a big bowl and a long stem. But you didn't give me that option. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's kind of the uh, the the no win scenario. Right. You know, That's right. Always. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go the other way around. I think the uh, small bowl. Long stem because I can I can repack it, but I like yeah. I like smoking my pipe in style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look sharp. Well, good deal. If, if you want to send in some quick fire questions to us, be, please do so. The email address is csr at potistery dot com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback, and listener feedback this week comes from uh, Asuzu Skull Pipe on iTunes. Uh, he says, outstanding show. Thanks, guys, so much for the fun and informative show. I just recently started listening and have been working my way through the archives. I love the combination of tobacco and pipe info along with literature, music, and all sorts of good stuff. In my 40-plus years, nothing has made me want to come visit Mississippi until I heard your show. Now I feel compelled to come visit the shop. Keep up the great work. We need more folks like yourselves evangelizing on behalf of responsible tobacco users, especially pipe smokers. Dude, 
I, I can start my day now. <laughs> Thank you for that. That is awesome, man. Please come visit us in, in Mississippi. We, it, You know, it is funny, like, even those of us that are here, like, why do we love this place so much? And then, you know, we just kind of get the bug occasionally. But uh, it, it, it is a great place. We we do love it. And, um, yeah, and we, 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 we appreciate it a lot because, uh, you know, so much of what you talked about, just our combination of kind of pipes and tobacco mixed with, uh, just our culture with, with the with the podcast here our intent and our goal I think Bo would would mimic or you know echo me on this but our goal was to bring kind of the spirit of our shop into the into the internet into you know the the podcast realm uh, you know you walk in there there's plenty of pipe and tobacco talk but they're just pipe smokers and where there are pipe smokers there's just interesting stuff to discuss absolutely and so we just want to bring that to you thank you for thank you for saying all that that's great man now he wants to come to Mississippi yeah I wonder if like the, I can get the state to give me a grant <laughs> <laughs> like a tourism grant yeah Pottery is, is promoting tourism we're marketing for the Magnolia State baby. <laughs> that's right are you kidding me uh, <laughs> there are good that. things here Hey guys, guess what? That is our 29th um, uh, iTunes review. We are just one away from 30. Wow. Uh, yeah. So if uh, while you're listening to this, if you will go on and, and write us a review, you could potentially be our 30th review. So uh, mm. that would be awesome. I don't necessarily have anything to give away. I wish I did, but uh, we'll give you a pat on the we back. We can mention it. your name on air, which we will do anyway. And <laughs> we'll love you forever. Absolutely. iTunes reviews are great. We really appreciate the feedback, uh, both in, you know, constructive feedback and positive, all, all of it, all the above. We appreciate y'all being so involved. Big time. And of course, you can always email the show CSR at podestery.com. P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com is a great way to send in your pipe smoking stories, yep. recommendations for the show any kind of feedback or if you just want to tell us how awesome we are we'll take it <laughs> and then on twitter at the shop it's uh at underscore country squire and my handle uh personally is at john david cole john is j-o-n and i'm at the real bow york b-e-a-u is how you spell that and uh we've of course got the podcast twitter handle is at squire radio that's right uh, a lot of fun stuff going on over there a lot of fun conversation and uh yeah that uh that's what we got so jd man thanks for coming on good to see you both y'all have a great week thanks for tuning in yes sir save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details